Hi guys, we are back with part two of a three-part series on a deep dive into Casey Anthony. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. So while we're talking about this pool theory, this is how we end episode or two, is that Casey kind of drops this thing about she doesn't even believe that Kaylee drowned in the pool. She says that was Jose Bias, that she doesn't believe that happened. Um, which is a big major part of this. It, I, my jaw dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was not expecting that. Because she literally said that she held her daughter, mm -hmm. that her, her, she took her daughter from her dad and that she was holding her and that she was cold and wet and described it detailed. And then she's like, I don't think that's what happened. Like, yeah. You told me that's what happened just now. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> How did you change? Like, we're not even through the episode. Why did you change? Right. So she says she didn't drown in the pool. Um, the ladder was not in the pool is what she and says. She very adamantly, she comes back to that basically. Yeah. Very uh, multiple times. Like she couldn't have gotten the pool because there was no ladder in the pool. Yeah. She says that a lot. Yeah. She's and like, so she even says like, there's nothing she could have even shimmied up. Which, right. I'm like, I don't know. I, I think I think it is a piece of her taking the blame off of herself because mm -hmm. as a mother, like mom guilt, if your kid drowns. And I think she even mentioned that the dad said she left the ladder in the pool, but she says yeah. there was no ladder in the pool. So I, I was kind of curious if they had any. But I mean, I guess she's been missing for 31 days. How do you know if there's a ladder in the pool or not? There's no evidence <laughs> right. saying who's right or wrong there. Right. I mean, I wouldn't remember. Um, but I, I do, I she think didn't this remember is, she locked the door or not. How she remember if there's a ladder in the pool. Right. Um, this is a huge detail and <laughs> the reporter, <laughs> and like I said, the reporter's on her side here. The reporter yeah. is trying to paint a picture that Casey Anthony didn't do this, but she says, so she didn't drown in the pool. There's no way she drowned in the pool. And the reporter just goes, then why is she all wet? Yeah. And then it just ends. And, Episode two. Right. And that was, that was kind of my reaction too. Is, and I'm kind of glad the reporter did. I do know the poor reporter was on a specific side, but it was kind of like, at least the reporter asked that where I was like, yeah, no, me too. Please answer. Yeah. I think this was her taking the blame off of herself. I think this is saying I had absolutely nothing to do with this. There's no way possible that I did anything wrong. If she drowned in the pool, like that is... I mean, it's it's not good. It's not it could good, be but it's right. But, but it's, it's not, not that you killed your child, right? Like, there's plenty of kids that drown. They, they said something accidents. crazy. They said that was like the number one cause of deaths by kids in Florida is in pools. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, Maybe we should take away all the pools. Let's from let's cover our pools <laughs> and let's <laughs> make sure. it where kids can. That's that's like the number one thing you should have when you're owning a pool as a pool cover so other kids i'm i'm freaked out to get a pool because of stuff i don't have the money to get a pool but i'm <laughs> freaked out to get a pool if i did have the money because i mean 
I'm not even other just worried kids could go right, into I'm not your even pool. Just worried about my kid. I'm worried about <laughs> other kids from the neighbors getting over into the pool. I'm worried about squirrels getting in the pool. <laughs> like right. I don't want anything getting in the pool that can't swim. And so if I get a pool, I'm locking it down. I'm sorry, but you're not responsible for squirrels. <laughs> I'm not responsible, but you don't want to find that. Right. You don't want to. You don't want to come out and see a squirrel in your pool. Then you're just like, oh, well, I'm a horrible person. Right. Poor little squirrel. Yeah. So that's <laughs> how think we. I was going to that tangent today. <laughs> no, right. That is how we end episode two, and we start episode three. All right, zero to ten scale. Where are you at? <sighs> um, I'm Did still the, the same. Move at all? You're still seven. I'm still the same. I think I'm still eight, but the reason for the scale is actually for me for this next episode. Because to Agreed. me, I think this next the if you watch. Only one of the three episodes, I think this is the one to watch. I believe that as well, yes. Because it, I feel like a lot of the first two episodes were building a backstory. I'm really wondering what you're going to think. This is so fun. <laughs> it is, it's, it's interesting. because we. I wish we didn't have to do this because I wish that this never happened. But right. doing this is fun. Right, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting having the two perspectives but having not yeah. watched it together because we, we did agree on a lot of things. we got to find some more documentaries to do this with. Yeah, well, if you want that. Being as, how, being as how I don't watch a lot of them, there's probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> comment below if you want us to do that and if you like this format. Yeah. All right. So episode three is called What Remains. Um, we first of all get a lot of information about Casey getting a lot of hate, which is which very true. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they. this is where they showed the videos of people in the yard, right? Yep. And her having to put like, <laughs> things over her head as she's walking places. And like hiding. Like her dad literally fought people off the yard. Yeah. And yeah. So this is this is for sure. Like that happened, and the media needs to get its shit together. Just chill a little bit. They need to chill a little bit. Yeah, here. and it's just getting worse. It is, yeah, because they realize this gets attention. Right. I mean, this. Uh, it, there's one thing to it's one thing to say, here's what we know, mm-hmm. and it's another thing to. Uh, and I, I realize it feels kind of uh, ironic that we're sitting here doing right. almost the <laughs> like, same thing. As I'm typing. <laughs> as, as we're giving our opinions on things. But mm-hmm. when it's happening, I, I do think that people in the media need to just chill a little bit and just say, hey, like, this is what's been provided to us, but we don't know that this person is guilty. So back off a little bit. Right. Like, don't get in her yard having these signs that they had because they had horrible signs. Yeah. And, you know, it, and horrible signs, I guess, if she's innocent. Yeah. Um, if she's guilty, I mean, I guess they're true signs. But um, yeah, it's just they need to chill a little bit and at least say, hey, people, let her go through the trial. Mm-hmm. If she did it, do you. But like until then, let's not harass somebody that far. Yeah. So then the defense paints a picture. The prosecution paints a picture. This is this is what frustrates me about <laughs> cases, and I'm not going to change the whole judicial system. I know that. Mm-hmm. But the defense paints one picture. The prosecution paints another picture. Where is the truth? Where Who is here for the victim? Because right. we don't get anybody who's actually on Kaylee's side. We get two different sides. Yeah. Um, which just frustrates me to no end, but yeah. 
And I mean, the <clears throat> one side is supposed to prove the the prosecution is supposed to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, and I do think that's kind of where they didn't do a good job because yeah. they didn't prove right. beyond a reasonable doubt. Otherwise, there wouldn't be these two mm-hmm. conflicting sides. Either that or the defense team did such a good job that they made us doubt everything the prosecution was saying, in which case they kind of did and they kind of did the job. Yeah. The one thing she did was all those lies just put her on the fire. That's the thing. Like if she didn't lie, it would have, well, she didn't lie. We would have, kn- we know today. But. Right. I'm a pretty honest person because of that, because I really believe that if you lie, then you're going to have to cover up that lie and you're going to have to cover up the next lie and then you're going to have to keep covering up lies. And eventually you're not going to remember the original lie mm-hmm. and there's going to be holes all over your story. Right. So just tell the truth up front and things would have been way better. Yeah. And I will say Drew is the most honest person I've ever to seen in annoying... my life to an annoying point because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got to tell a story. I'm sorry. We went and we got <laughs> dinner one time and we had wine and <laughs> the lady's coming up. I remember the story. This lady's coming up and she's oh. like, Do you like white or do you like red? Yeah. And, and we're, we're at this fancy restaurant. We're trying to act fancy <laughs> and we're not. And Drew goes, I have no idea what any of the things you're talking about are. She and I was, was like, She was saying all this <laughs> stuff like, Do you like Cabernets or Sauvignon Blancs or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know what any of that is. What should I get? Right. <laughs> she's just like, Hmm. Uh, and I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to look rich. I was like, I don't know if I should guess because I'm like, I don't know. Oh, so yes, if I there's am... anyone to trust, it would be the Drew. Uh, I kind of <laughs> forgot that story was till like halfway through it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do that. Yep. Um, so we get this blogger's opinions. To me, this doesn't really matter here nor there. But this blogger researched Casey's story because she believes George's stories are very back and forth. And I I want to point this out about this blogger. I thought this was a little interesting. So Casey said that she did not pay attention to the media coverage of her case throughout the 10 years or 14 years or however long. Uh But one of the people on her defense team had a Google alert set up on her name basically and when this blogger started posting this the defense team read it and then gave it to casey is what she says so she says that she wasn't actively looking at things like this podcast and stuff like that she was avoiding it but someone on her events team her defense team was actually Mm. and sent this to her um so that's how she got it that's interesting um, so then we get this story and this is on stand from Kate Casey's brother, which let me point out, I should have said this before when we were talking about the essay, but I didn't know that Casey had a brother. Yeah. They, they haven't I talked have about her brother much. Any of the footage of him testifying. I've seen a couple pictures of him now in the documentary, but before that, yeah, I, I didn't know. Idea. I had no idea he even had a brother. Or she had a brother. But anyway. I, I will say, though, I, d- I did actually think the the blogger was a little relevant. So I'm kind of a, oh, go a little it. surprised that you didn't think she was relevant. But the reason why I thought she was relevant is because I think the blogger was very pro-Casey mm-hmm. in this story. Because she was, basically, she was saying that she was pointing at George. 
because she was like, George said this and then changed his story so many times. Mm -hmm. And that's where it came to that George was testifying a certain way, Mm. but then talking to the media in a different way. And she's like, I missed that part. She said that he um, testified multiple different times. And a, a lot of this, I thought this was interesting too. They, somewhere they mentioned, maybe the defense team mentioned this, but they said that, um, George was the star witness of the defense, but since he was also part of the victim's family, he was allowed to sit in the court and watch all of the testimonies and adjust his stories based on the testimonies Aww. where nobody else was. That's a loophole. Yeah. And Dang. Uh, so I don't know if that was necessarily part of the blogger's part, but the blogger was pointing out that he changed his story a lot. Gotcha. And then they were trying to say, well, this is why he changed his story, because he got to hear everybody else's story. Um, so That makes sense. They were trying to tie her and noticing that the stories changed for George mm-hmm. to, yeah, we noticed that too as a defense team, and it's because he got to listen to everything. Right. Um, so I think I said the defense team start with, star witness too. He wasn't the defense team star witness. He's he the prosecution. The state's yep. key witness. Um, so we get her brother testifying on stand that when they were young, when a pet died, George would put it in a blanket, wrap the trash bag with duct tape around it, and bury it. At this point, <laughs> this point is where the needle's starting to move a little bit for me. Because when I hear him say that he buried their pets the same way she was found, mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I, it wasn't like... On right. my way over to, to he did it, but it was like that is suspicious. Yes. Um, I will say though, I had a different take on it. Really? Okay. Yes. So I did go, what? Like you did. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy. But I don't know if you caught this or not, but right before she said this, the person who was talking about it said um, they had to tell him to testify. Um, because it could save Casey's life. And I wonder if, I hate to say it, but I wonder if this is a lie. I wonder if this is part of the defense's making it look like, because it doesn't fit for me. Like, if you do this with a pet, which it doesn't make any sense why you're doing this with a pet. Like, like people bury their pets. I get it. The right. blanket I get, but the duct tape I don't get at all. Do you have? I don't know if you have this guy's name. I might have to look it up if you don't, because I really wanted to bring him up, but he came up around this time. Do you have that house guy? Do you have him in there? Do you have his first name? His house. last name is House. What did he say? So, all right, I want to I want to pull up his name before I start talking about him because I'm very opinionated on him. Okay. Um. Uh. But let me say that, so them uh, doing a pet this way and Kaylee being found this way doesn't correlate for me because I still believe the duct tape was around her mouth. Yeah. Because they say later on that the duct tape was on her hair on one side and then stirred around to the other side. And then that um, the, also the, person who did the autopsy said that her skull was intact and that it didn't come separated. So for me, I'm like, it does not make sense. Other words that the duct tape was on the outside of the 
fresh back. Yeah. I don't, uh, it just didn't correlate for me. You're, you're saying that, like, um, you didn't think the duct tape was on the outside, which is part of where... Right. Okay. Um, so this person I was thinking of, and, and that makes sense to me, too, because I don't think the duct... I, I originally thought maybe. Yeah. Like, I, I originally thought that's possible that it was just used to wrap up the bag. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of since gotten to where because they even said it was like in her hair and on her yeah. mandible which i think is like jaw right? yeah um i mean it could have caught unstuck from the bag and gotten on her that way but the duct tape doesn't make any sense to me in any part of anybody's story right so far at least <laughs> so far uh, at least so far I, I think we'll get into some things later where maybe it makes a little more sense but um so it was Clint House was the guy's name. Oh, the friend. The friend. The friend. Clint House. <laughs> the friend. <laughs> Clint, buddy. He has been in this case since the beginning, by the way. Clint. I remember him back in the day. Oh, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> I know George wouldn't do this because I emailed with that dude a couple times. <laughs> Clint. You're killing me, Clint. There, there's nothing whatsoever that will sway my opinion on Casey not being at fault here because of those 31 days and her not caring and not looking. Episode three. In walks Clint again. Right. Uh, Clint is just like, there. she's literally explaining the SA and the how you would compartmentalize things. And while she's explaining it, Clint is, uh, she's, she's explaining it and she's like, sometimes it'll lead people to BA. They both say it at the same time and they both say, what, what was the wording? Um, uh, compulsive liar. Oh, okay. He says compulsive liar before she even says it like she fed it to him. And he's like. <laughs> Literally with a spoon. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hmm. Like, he's just like. He's like, all of a sudden, nothing could change my mind. Hmm. Compulsive liar, huh? How did that guy I emailed twice with do right. this? How, how dare you, George, who I've emailed twice? Like, <laughs> I don't know if he said twice, but he just said a couple times. Like, he barely knew George, and he's like, my friend George wouldn't do that. <laughs> I didn't think I would laugh so much at this but, case. But Clint, but Clint. Clint is the one. Oh, my God. And Clint had a friend. I, mean, I don't know his name, so I'm going to call him Guitar Man because he had a guitar in the background. Yeah. Um, guitar Man did a similar thing mm-hmm. where he was kind of like... You swayed me now. Yeah, you swayed me. You changed my opinion. But, and this is, they used the same thing on Clint here, too. They said, if he believed... If George believed that Casey accidentally um, killed Kaylee, then why would you agree to testify in a death penalty case that would get your daughter killed? Yes, that was the big thing. That was the big thing at the end of it that made Clint and Guitar Guy go, mm-hmm. hmm, y- yeah, why? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Here's my opinion on that, though. Okay. I I, hear it. I don't think that the dad believes that. They're, they're assuming the dad believes it was an accident. I don't think the dad thinks it's an accident. I mean, yes, his story changed a lot. Mm-hmm. But if the dad does not believe it's an accident and he believes that Casey killed Kaylee, then yes, he would. 
probably testify. I, different people, different things. Some people would never testify against their kids, but. But you're also you're testifying for your granddaughter. Right. You've got to exactly. keep that in mind. And that's what I that's what I think too. I think he if this is what he believed, mm-hmm. I think he was testifying for his granddaughter. And again, I'm not in any way pro George. I don't like George mm, either. Yeah, I don't either. But um, and we're gonna get into that on episode three. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get a little because episode three made me feel some things. We're like an hour and a half, two hours in, and we're like, now we're getting to the good stuff. Well, well that's kind of how the documentary was. It was, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, then, so if George thought that she actually murdered Kaylee, mm-hmm. then yes, I could see him testifying against his daughter in a death penalty case. Yep. This, I will get into more afterwards, but state this is where you really screwed up. Mm-hmm. You made it a death penalty case. Yep. Why? Because, yes, you're always supposed to, as a jury, decide based off of reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. But reasonable doubt, when it's somebody living or dying, that's like a whole different level of reasonable doubt. Yeah. Like, the jury is going to have to be 100% sure that they are not putting somebody to death and so the level of reasonable doubt that they're probably going to be okay with, if this was like third degree murder or something, if this was a lesser charge, mm-hmm. I almost, I, I don't know this for sure, but I, f- I feel like the jury would have yeah. actually I, convicted her. I fully believe that. Yeah. Because they, their reasonable doubt, they're like, well, I mean, the defense poked enough holes in this that I don't want to put in possibly innocent person to death. Yeah. Nobody wants to be a juror and think they killed someone. Right. Who shouldn't have at least at least didn't do the crime right yeah. um oh fully 100 percent. and they what uh, what evidence did they have to put her to death what hard evidence i don't i don't know they had so this is all i've gotten so far is they've gotten the trunk mm-hmm. with the uh smell of the dead body mm-hmm. they have that the cadaver dog alerted on the trunk which right. they say in this episode of the documentary that the and I had not heard this, that the cadaver dog alerted once, but on the second pass didn't alert. Mm. But I've also heard that two cadaver dogs alerted on a different documentary. I, yeah. I, I think, and they've said cadaver dogs are not an exact science. Exactly. So I get that. And they, they also poked holes in the, the stranding thing, that that's not an exact science. They use that. We talked about this on the episode before. Mm-hmm. They use the, the gas um chemicals from decomposing body mm-hmm. to identify um they said the chloroform thing um so that all every piece of evidence every piece of hard evidence they used mm-hmm. was easy to poke a hole in and not exact science right and that to me is what frustrates me the most is if they had not come with the death penalty and they had gone for a lesser charge she mm-hmm. probably would have been convicted. Right. Because yeah, no, I fully, fully agree. The sciences they use, while they're not exact sciences, they're not all junk sciences either. Mm-hmm. Like cadaver dogs are... They, There's been pretty, people condic- convicted on cadaver dogs. Yeah, they're pretty accurate, at least at alerting bodies and finding bodies. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, yeah, could they be thrown off by other sense? Sure, and that's why they're not an exact science, but... What they're supposed to be used for, 
Um, and I watched this amazing episode, and I, if I can find it, I'll link it and put the put it below. But this woman was talking about how um, she was convicted on cadaver dogs, but she was innocent. And what cadaver dogs are supposed to do is just give you an idea. Just like a lot of other things, they're just supposed to lead you in a direction so you can build evidence. So the second documentary said that that usually you get a warrant for a cadaver dog and forensics uh, warrant. And then you're supposed to pair the two together and the forensics help confirm what the cadaver dog alerted you to. Right. So yeah, like you said, it's supposed to lead you to the right spot but other things are supposed to be the hard evidence yeah and i think her she was too decomposed at that point for them to have a lot of forensics evidence which i don't know how and this is terrible but i don't know how quickly children decompose rather than adults but like well they they also 31 days is just it doesn't feel like that much it wasn't 31 days they didn't find her till december oh right 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 the the uh, she was reported in like July. Oh, okay. and they found yeah, her six that months makes later. So much more sense. And it's in Florida, yeah. And like basically uh, in a swamp mm-hmm. is pretty much where she was at. So like you have all the humidity, moisture, heat, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I, that little girl was laying there for six months. Ah, uh, it just makes me mad. Okay, so this came from the the other documentary. wasn't Conveniently, wasn't mentioned in this documentary. Uh huh. Um, the the guy who found her did you mention this i don't know if you mentioned this part on the other one you talked about the guy who found her and said that he like poked, poked at the bag with the media yeah. meter stick and things like that he did you know that he had actually reported of seeing her in august twice really he reported seeing her twice in august to like the crime line and the police went out and looked in August while the, they were investigating what happened to Kaylee, where she went. And the police came out once or twice. And mm-hmm. he he reported seeing a suspicious looking bag. Basically. Okay, because I was like, how did... It wasn't a body. It was in the bag. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of in like a swampy area. And it was very covered in trees and... And also, people apparently throw their trash around that area. Mm. And so, I, I guess the police kind of wrote it off as, it's, it's just a trash bag. Yeah. Like, there's trash bags everywhere. But the guy reported it two days in a row. And they, according to him, the officer the second time yelled at him. Like, was like, "What? why are you wasting your time? And they said that this was because there's getting thousands of tips because it blew up in the media. Yeah. So he's like, leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a block away from the Casey Anthony home. Like, I know. Come on, cross. And I know. And it wasn't that far off the road. If you see where they found her, it wasn't that far off the road. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, then he, um, they report it. It's reported again by his, he finds it again and reports it by a supervisor like through a supervisor and a supervisor calls 911 and she says, we found a human skull. Mm. So the guy who found it, the body actually found the body like five months before. So and that so makes me think she wasn't buried. She, she wasn't. She was just 
and this is super sad, but this was discussed on the other podcast. Like she was almost thrown out there like trash. Jeez. And but and then they probably he probably didn't he probably saw a bag. But, but it's, then it, the animal activity opens a bag. Well, and I guess he opened the bag a little bit too when he was using the feeder stick thing, apparently. Right. Um, and he said like that. Uh, trigger warning because this is very graphic he said basically the he moved the bag and when he moved the bag the skull was at his feet oh okay so that's they also tried to say that he kind of contaminated the crime scene a little bit but at the same point in time this was the third Third time time, he reported it and he's like am i crazy maybe i'm wrong maybe this is just a bag of trash i'm gonna go move it with the meter stick that is so messed up and so if they had just followed up on that lead and i get they were getting thousands but if they just followed up on that lead a month later we would have had so much more evidence the forensics evidence would have been so much better than we probably an extra would know five yeah happened. right exactly and a little and girl it, wouldn't have been laying in the woods for that long i oh that makes me mad i was so i was so mad at it too and they didn't yeah. they didn't conveniently left that out of the casey anthony documentary mm-hmm. speaking of so Sorry, we, I'm, whew, you go for a little whew, bit, let me breathe. <laughs> okay. Um, so talking about conveniently putting things in and taking out of this documentary, I did want to point out this. So there's this point where she is talking about how George and Casey were in the house and these computer searches. Yes. Okay, so I... <laughs> to me, that I will say these computer searches are super important. Yes, and I will say I caught something that I don't know if uh, you guys caught. I'm, I'm interested. I'm ready. So, <laughs> so um, it flashed on the screen here that Kate, and I like watched this a couple times too, George says that Kaylee and Casey left the house that day around 1 p.m. That is his story. The phone records show she was in or around that house till... 411. So we just basically has whether George telling the truth or Casey's telling the truth. Right. Now George allegedly went to work. Yes, at three. Three. Yep. Um, so at 245 in the afternoon, someone on the computer looked up foolproof suffocation and things about suffocation such as bag overhead. So the, and there's also just so you know there's there's some discrepancy too apparently I found this in the Reddit research so hopefully it's okay. right if it's wrong I'm sorry uh, I think they say 251 in some places too which is actually mm-hmm. important because they Kaylee alleges that George searched it but yes. George called the house from work at 301 mm-hmm. Kaylee says a uh, Casey sorry Casey says that his work's only 10 minutes away yes so that. It is kind of a bigger difference in the fact that did he have time to search it and then go to work or did he, was he at work already and he couldn't have searched it? Yes. So that's the big thing we're getting here is between about 2.49 and about 2.51. Like the, that's, and we don't, I mean, we know the timestamps on when someone searched and we know that. Casey, called. yes. Kate, well, Casey says that he, they say he clocked in at three. They, said that, they, they said that he called the house from a landline at, oh, okay. At three. I missed that. I think. I don't know. That might've been in my other research though. So that's fine. Either way. It's still. Yeah. 
that he has an alibi that he was at work at three or at least some form of record that he was at work at three. Yes. And Casey looked at the camera and said, I did not do those searches. Everybody had my passwords. Everybody had my password. I did not do those searches. I don't know who did, but I didn't. She's following that she left at one, I think. Is what she or no? She's saying she left in the afternoon, but she's not sure when. Right, and the like you said, the phone records were like four ish. It was when the phone records. She she doesn't know when she left, but the phone records are saying that they pinged around the house around four ish. Right. So let's get this straight here. So George was saying Kaylee and Casey left the house around around one. one. Yeah. And then he never he didn't see her. He never saw Kaylee again, and he didn't see Casey again for thirty one days. Right. Casey is alleging that. All of this cool stuff happened. Right. And that um, he just went to work at three. And she went to work or left a little after, basically. Okay. That's how I understand it to you. Yes. So the thing that I caught was I paused it and I saw this thing after on their thing. And it had, you know, 249 or whatever the suffocation search is. And then, you know, um, under it, it said at two, let me make sure I get this right. 2.52 p.m., MySpace was active. I did see that she got, I, I heard later that she got on MySpace, or so, somebody got on MySpace. After. So this is what it says in the information that the defense was presenting to us. On like the, the person, the whatever they right, put on the screen. Yes, whatever they put on the screen. This was the information they wanted us to see that, she that someone searched these terms and then it wasn't Casey, but at 2.52, MySpace was active. It said beside it a website Casey Anthony used and George Anthony did not. Now, I didn't catch that, and I'm jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm like they they were picking and choosing what we presented right, here, what they told you, about. right? Like it might have shown it on the screen, but you had to catch it, right? I this is a huge thing. I do too. Yeah, because like we know, our parents barely get Facebook now. <laughs> I'm talking about when what MySpace was happening, which was back when. Right. You're talking about 2008. An older man on MySpace logging into a MySpace that may or may not be his. That's what I was going to say. I want. I'm curious if it says the URL because it should on the. I think on the URLs on MySpace and again I'm at. I'm an IT nerd, so maybe I'm going at this in a different place than from other people. And for those who don't know, I, I do work in IT, so like, right. that's why my brain's going here. But mm-hmm. the URL, I think in MySpace, used to have at the end of it your your username. Right. And so it should say if the, user, the URL that they're going to was Casey's MySpace page or not. I'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised they didn't say, you know. So for Devil's Advocate here let's say that it was george anthony Mm -hmm. that means at 249 he between 249 and 251 he searches suffocation bag overhead then at 252 he logs out of casey anthony's myspace goes into his myspace or his myspace was open either way Mm -hmm. he's on myspace and then he gets to work by three yeah if we're saying Casey Anthony did it, we're saying she's searching these terms and then going to a site that she's used before. We right. know and, she used and before. And that she is not logging out of it in the next 10 minutes necessarily because she's there for another hour. Yeah. 
Right. I they I, really I conveniently, that, but yeah, I <laughs> highlighted mean, certain areas of that thing. I just happened to pause it at the right, right time. There's a part I want to go back and pause too. She had there's a couple times where she had a a, a yellow notebook. I was kind of curious if she was writing things in it. Mm. I kind of wanted to see if I could see what she was writing in <laughs> there. We're going then, down the. Then I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't know if I could actually tell what she's writing. Probably be upside down. I, I didn't. I'm like. I don't think I would catch that. If if one of you guys want to go back and look, go for it. But I don't, I don't know if she was writing anything in those notebooks or if she just had it there for, yeah, you know, just to have. We are getting into now, um, a lot about George. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we're seeing where Casey believes that George was abusing Kaylee as well. This was something that, which, uh, if true. Obviously, heartbreaking. Right. Um, This is where, from a mother's perspective, you can go and you can say, I would do this, 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 and this. And we don't know what we would do. And from a victim's point of view, we say we would do this, 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 and this. We don't know. But from my perspective, I'm just saying from mine, if I was abused by two members of my family in this house... I would never have my child there. All right. Let, let's, I got, I got you here on this one. All right. Are <laughs> okay. you ready for this? Oh boy. This is, so I, I told you that there, there was a section. So everybody knows there's a section at the end of this that we were planning on doing. I, you know, at the end of the documentary, I went to go look something up on Reddit. I went down a rabbit hole. I'm usually not the research guy. And also Reddit is not a reliable form of information. Mm-hmm. That being said, I saw a couple posts on Reddit that grabbed my attention and I wanted to talk about them at the end, which are the inconsistencies between Casey's story on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I want to give one here that directly uh, affects what we're talking about right now. Okay. So this was this post was posted by user, I'm going to mess this up, Diva for Lycia, I think. Okay. It's two two days ago. Um, by the way, I am pretty much legally blind, so I am <laughs> scrolling through giant text. It may take me a minute, um, but uh, it might take me more than a minute. Man, this is uh, literally, if you can see the reflection in my glasses, um, it is giant text, <laughs> like three words per so it's like a teleprompter on massive text right now. Um, okay, let's get down here. All right, so here it is. I, I'm going to edit the comments a little bit for saying essay and things like that. Okay. Um, one of them is Casey claims that she had no memory of her father committing essay. She describes having no memory of the event in a 2008 letter to another inmate, which we were going to talk probably about the letters to the other inmate. Uh, she had an inmate friend that's that she started almost being like a pen pal with. Yeah, I didn't touch on that, so that's good to bring up. Um, and she says in the 2022 Peacock documentary, she says she didn't remember until after Kaylee went missing, but then... She goes on to say that she locked her door against George after Kaylee was born 
because she didn't want him doing it to her and that she never would allow George to be alone with Kaylee. Mm-hmm. So what they are saying, um, uh, sorry, I'm scrolling a little bit further. So what they're saying is, all right. The, so that was on the next comment after that. So what they're saying is Kaylee or sorry, Casey, while she was in prison was talking to her pen pal about the essay and things like that and saying that she was just remembering these things while she was in prison, but she contradicts herself. And she says, I always locked my door and I never trusted Kaylee around George because he committed this essay. So how did she remember while Kaylee was missing this essay, but also from the time Kaylee was born, she kept her door locked and kept George away from her because she didn't want him to do the same thing to her. Great point. Like how did, how, how is she just remembering this in prison? Mm -hmm. But throughout Kaylee's whole life, she She knew. knew it. When I saw that, I think my my jaw kind of dropped a little bit because I'm like, she did say that, didn't she? Right. She said she said both of those things in the documentary. Both in this documentary, she mm-hmm. said I started to piece together that he had committed SA against me mm-hmm. while I was in prison while I was talking about this pen pal while Kaylee was missing. But she also said that she always locked the door and was afraid to leave her by herself with George mm-hmm. because of the SA. Right. Which would have been the whole time while she was still alive. Yeah. Again, I mean, <sighs> the, the it points to another lie. It doesn't mean that George did it or Kaylee, Casey did it. Yeah. But what it does show is that she probably lied there in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Right. And she's supposed to, this documentary is supposed to be her speaking out and telling the truth about everything. This is her saying, right. I lied when I was younger, but this is me telling the truth. So that one really stuck out to me. That's a big lie. But when I was watching the documentary, it didn't hit me. Right. Like I did not. Um, I didn't catch it either. I didn't catch that at all. And I didn't catch it until I went down that rabbit hole and read it afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if she's lying about that part, it, it starts to again cast out on what else is she lying about right and it starts to kind of poke holes in this narrative that she's painting yeah i mean st- again doesn't mean i don't believe her as a victim of sa mm-hmm. uh, you a lot of times SA victims they don't remember things that happened until later and maybe she just had a bad feeling around her dad that mm-hmm. definitely could have been yeah i mean but you don't say it the way she said it then. Yeah, you say, you I had a bad feeling about it. You don't it. say it like, I didn't remember until prison, but I also constantly locked my door before I even went to prison because I thought he did it. Right. Like, maybe she was, like, saying I started getting detailed memories in prison, yeah. uh, and she did kind of go into having nightmares and things like that, but I, I do think that's a weird inconsistency. Yeah. And I, I've got more for after we after we wrap up talking about the episodes, but I really thought that was important to talk about right here. Yes. Because that is where she was going. Mm-hmm. And to me, like I know victims who cannot get out of their house. They have no other option than staying where they're staying. Right. But she 
had another option and she did it for those 31 days. The boyfriend. She stayed at the boyfriend's house with her child before even Kaylee went missing. I'm sure her boyfriend wasn't going to say, now you can't bring Kaylee or there wasn't any talk of that. Well, and, and apparently, um, I gave Clint a hard time, but he did apparently ask, you know, where, why did you stop bringing yeah. her? Um, because people thought it was weird because she was bringing her. Right. And she was great with her and all those things. Yeah. So, I mean, you that, had that a place. A good, I do think that is a good, you said it there. I think it's a good thing to bring up by all accounts. Everybody said Casey was a great mom, mm -hmm. which is weird to me in all of this. Yeah. Because we're, we're thinking that she possibly, you know, murdered her kid. Yeah. But then hearing that nobody ever saw her being a bad mom. that mm -hmm. That's a little weird to me. That yeah. is a weird one. Yeah. And I mean, you have a safe place to take your child who you want to protect her. You have that safe place where people mm -hmm. didn't have that option sometimes. Right. I get it. But you have a place and you still failed to try to get her out of that situation. If I don't she, know. If she did remember it all that time, if she really did just right. start remembering it at prison, then yeah, it makes sense she didn't get her out of that situation because she didn't remember it. Yep, just doesn't make sense why she's lying. It, yeah, it doesn't make sense why she lied and said, well, I always did, you know, remember. Mm -hmm. So, and again, there, maybe there's different levels of remembering. Maybe like you said, she had just had this feeling that he did stuff, but she didn't remember details. And then in prison, she started you know, remembering details through like therapy and things like that. I mean, that it's possible, but it still mm -hmm. is weird that she said she always locked the door because of him and never liked to leave her uh, with her. She said parents. even when she was an infant, she didn't leave him with yeah, George. She did, and she she says later in this episode that um, George had an affair, mm -hmm. and I assume this is a different woman because this is before Kate Kaylee went missing. <laughs> They're all bad people. Yep. Just throw um, them all out again. She said he had an affair and he was out of the house, so she felt comfortable having Kaylee in mm -hmm. the house because he wasn't there. Yep, she felt safe. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, still, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, and again, I don't have any love for George, and that's another reason. Yeah. This is where, like, what you said earlier about a lie creates a lie, creates a lie. Right. She's got to remember her lies. <laughs> remember and try all to, these things. Try to keep every, it just don't just tell the truth. Yeah. So then we get, and I'm sure you have opinions on this, Kaylee watching the memorial service. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And George's whole thing. First of all, first. Before we even get into George, this is, I get this is kind of a circumstantial thing. I get people grieve differently, but Casey says she wasn't allowed to go to the funeral mm -hmm. and this memorial was held while she was in prison. I completely believe that's true. Mm -hmm. This is the first time she's watching her daughter's memorial in 14 <laughs> years. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that... That's it was she said it yeah. was her first time watching that and she yeah. by all means reacted like it was the first time she watched it. Yeah. I, I get that that's not something you want to relive. Mm -hmm. I get that she probably wasn't like, hey, this is a fun thing, but like if you weren't allowed to be present at your daughter's funeral, but you had a video of her funeral, right? Wouldn't you watch it? Like I why why I mean, wait fourteen years? I mean maybe 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 that it's too she is hard just to watch too it. Too hard to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I, it is weird though. 
it is weird. But it's that's weird. where that's where it goes into the next thing. Where Especially I'm like, if you believe that all of this stuff about George. But it it also it it goes to her people saying she's emotionless. Like yeah. people are gonna really think she's emotionless if she they think she didn't watch her daughter's funeral for fourteen years. Right. But I was like, so that that what kind of came at me afterwards. What you're getting ready to say about George though? <laughs> I. Mm. George, so what he says, um, and I, I wish I wrote down what he says. I think I was so astonished in trying to figure out what the heck. I, I read it a couple times afterwards because those were in the, the, the Reddit post. So if you don't have it, I, I think I more or less have what he said. Okay, go for it. He said, I, I want to give a trigger warning for this. Yeah. This is creepy. Yeah, me. very creepy. Very, very not normal. Very uncomfortable. He yeah. says, I miss the smell of her sweet sweat. When she comes in from outside. When she comes in from outside. And Casey loses it. Yeah. Right? And I I actually believed that Casey lost it. Yeah. Like, that... she, she said, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. And she, I mean, I, I even watched her eyes mm-hmm. when that happened. Her eyes darted back and forth. Like, I would yeah. love to see a behavioral analysis of that mm-hmm. but casey lost her mind at yeah. that point and yeah. who, who wouldn't that is creepy that is really creepy that is I, that's something you believe whatever you want to believe about who did what mm-hmm. but that is creepy yeah. that is not okay in my opinion i know it's just a phrase but no no one thinks like that unless you I have I, never I, thought. I've never of, heard of that. Yeah, I've never thought about my daughter's sweat ever. Right, that's <laughs> weird, and I've never like smelled or tried to smell. Right. Sweat. Like he what? does mention smelling her hair, which that I get. But that's like, like hair product, kid, and you're like, you when know, my you, kid goes like this, and her big fluffy hair goes in my face. I'm like, right. mm, I love that smell. Right, but it's also like can happen from like miles away, or like right. you said, accidentally get hit in the face with hair and you smell it. Like right. it, that's that's a little different than smelling sweat. Yeah, that that is weird. That is a weird phrase. He says it weird. He, he does. And he says just, he goes uh, on to say more and I don't fully remember exactly what he said, but it was still creepy. Yeah. But like that hit me so hard that I don't think I, I think I blacked out for the next 30 seconds of the documentary. <laughs> I, I think like, I did too. Cause I didn't write down what he said. Cause I was like, I was like, he, huh? said, he said, what? Yeah. And I, so, I mean, I, that very much to me, um, made me believe that there is very possibly essay going on here from George. Yeah. That and the fact that he apparently seems like allegedly a serial cheater. Right. Um, so I don't know his, I don't know his deal, but like, I do not trust George one bit. Yeah. Um, so this, we were talking about the, the meter. When she said that, <laughs> I, like, I think I hit, I think I hit like three. Like, I think I, <laughs> I think I went from eight to like three. Like I was starting to be like, like George, it, that watching that just gives me the creeps. Yeah, it George's definitely is icky in a lot of ways—not testimony, but his eulogy, I guess maybe. And he's saying this in front of the like the nation, in front of so many people. And what is he saying behind closed doors? That's what I always think about people. Right. Like you think you choose to say what you say in different locations. He knows that he's being watched by millions of people. 
and he says this creepy thing. What yeah. is he saying behind closed doors? Yeah, or doing. I think, and I think I'm trying to think. I've been trying to rack my brain about the other things he said. I think he said something to the effect of, "I know I'll get to like be with smell her or her smell again. her again." Um, that, and I know he was like talking about like heaven and things like that, but mm-hmm. like. I know I'm going to get to smell her again is not a thing that you think about a kid. Why are you smelling? It's weird. It's weird. It is weird. Like, it is disgusting. And like, again, I get that literally we've been saying these are all like <clears throat> circumstantial things and none of these are hard evidence. Mm-hmm. But talk about painting a picture. I now have a picture painted of George that I don't want. disgusted by George. Yeah. He's definitely not a good guy regardless. Yeah. And some of these things are alleged, but he definitely said that. Yeah, you see him say you that. You see him say it. Yeah. So, yes, Casey alleged certain things, but that one was not alleged. He said it. You yeah. heard it. You watched him say it. It was So, if the essay isn't true, if none of anything Casey says isn't true, that that is that's something. That's weird. <laughs> and then they go on to the next clip of George. Mhm. And the next clip of George is in a interview of uh i don't know who the interview is with i don't think it was the dr oz and maybe it was the dr oz interview it was with some other guy he had the he had a he'd been in a car accident (laughs) i (laughs) tried not to laugh at right i'm giggling because it's i don't like george so i don't like george so i'm gonna be okay with laughing it it looks like i know you've never seen mean girls but at the end Regina George has this head brace on. It's exactly the same, and I can't. At, at the time, this was after he said the sweet, sm- sweet smell. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah, it was after he said that, and um, it was after she had been really building him up to the creepy things that he did to her, or she said he did to him or to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has this this uh, head thing on, right, from a car accident. Yeah, which in. is terrible. It is, we'll it is terrible, but if George has done 50 to 75% of the things we've said, then maybe I don't feel so bad. He's done 2% of the things. <laughs> I don't feel bad. But So he's got this this head thing on, right? And he's telling, he seems a little, to me, seems almost a little disoriented. But mm-hmm. he's like, I hope that she can forgive me for the things that I've done or something like that. And mm-hmm. Cindy is next to him going, wait, wait, what? Forget, forget. Why do you need forgiven? Um, mm-hmm. Like she was like, hey, hey, hold, hold on. What, what do you need forgiven for? And he was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess Casey will tell me when she, whenever <laughs> I see her again. Yeah. Because Casey hadn't seen him in forever, and Casey goes, "What did he just say? Like he just like did he just it. admit it? And mm-hmm. it did sound like that. It really sounded like he admitted that he had something that he needed her and to forgive him for. And it could have been the abuse." It could have been. It, it couldn't have to do anything with Kaylee. I did want to but... see if I could find. I, I haven't done it yet, but I do want to see if I can find the full clip and see if <laughs> it's maybe like the abuse or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is because it it seems like he, George's got a lot he's, of things he needs to be. Yeah, but he's never admitted that he's done anything, right? Except for that little clip where he kind of he's like it kind of slips. Yeah, right. And so the reason why I bring up the head thing multiple times is at that point, like I said, I was down to three. I was ready to reach through the screen and tighten those head things like i was i was gonna turn those things and be like tell us what you know right like um 
but yeah, so that and and Casey's reaction there too was like, he just said it. Are are you guys watching this? Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I I really, if I hadn't gone down the rabbit hole afterwards, I really would have been. I I almost kind of wish I didn't because I tried to go into this with an open mind, and I think Casey kind of had me Mm -hmm. for a while. I think. Uh, how are you feeling at that point? Was she starting to sway you? At this point, I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Like, yeah. I definitely believe that George is a creep and yeah. did things. I don't know what I believe of him actually being murdering involved. Kaylee or even abusing Kaylee. Or hiding the body even. Yeah, any of that. But I definitely think he is a creep. He, for sure. He is a creep. It just, I mean, I... This is where I do think the documentary did a good job if you were trying to. How do you define a good job in a documentary, right? If Casey right. is guilty, then she, they did a, a terrible, a good job at being terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Casey is innocent, then they did a great job of, I think, painting her innocence. And I kind of thought of it as like this whole documentary felt like the defense attorney or the d- defense team got to do a whole like examination of the case without being cross-examined by the prosecution. Like it's literally, they get to lay out all their facts in whatever the way they wanted. There was no objection. There was no, right. So there was no counterpoints for sure. Right. Uh, And the counterpoints were supposed to be guys like Clint house Mm -hmm. and uh, the, the police investigator. Yeah. The police Mm -hmm. officer who, they basically made anybody with counterpoints look like idiots. Yeah. Um, Which I, I did uh, skip over this part and I didn't mean to. Um, but they interview this police officer and he he says, like he's talking about George and he they're like, well, if George lied so much, why didn't, why wasn't he a suspect? And the cop looks at the camera and says, being a liar, being a liar doesn't make you a murderer. And then it just pauses on him for a minute and you're like, Dude. <laughs> like, because either way, you've got to think that for Casey, too. I'm surprised, being he, a liar. I'm surprised he didn't wink at the camera. I know. <laughs> and he just, sat, just, there. He just sat there kind of smiling at the camera, too. Just right. Like, he smiles way too much. He's, yeah. he's no, weird. It's weird. Yeah. And um, not a time to be smiling a lot, either. Right. Yeah. And you did note that he, you kind of thought... And I didn't catch this, so I, I think it's interesting to point out. You felt like he was a little disrespectful around the scene of where they found her. Yeah, so he was, like, kind of walking through where he found her and, like, standing on it. And I was just and smiling like he was smiling. And it just, just seemed not, weird. Didn't feel good towards yeah. the memory of Kaylee. Yeah. Which I didn't catch that. He's, like, That's why I smiling, and he's, like, this is about where it was. And just smiling. And I'm, like, that doesn't mean doesn't good, good things. Yeah. yeah. I didn't catch that, so that's why I wanted to bring that up. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay, so this is the point where we start getting into what Casey, her defense team friends, and this documentary is painting what really happened here. And there's just so much. Like, (laughs) so let's just, yeah. So (laughs) Casey believes that her father basically took her after the pool thing because remember as a recap from two hours ago when we were talking about it um she 
saw him with Kaylee in his arms, soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Gave Second her from her. Yep. From him. Yep. Uh, so Casey has Kaylee. She cried. Then George takes Kaylee, says it's going to be all right. She's going to be okay. Takes her and leaves. At this point, Casey believes that he kidnapped her and that she is still alive. She is adamant through this whole thing. She said that during those 31 days, she believed Kaylee was alive. She wholeheartedly believed Kaylee was alive. That's why she was acting the way she was, telling all of the lies, is because she believed George had her alive. I don't know if I can process that. So they, she says that it is because of the way she's dealing with the grief, because of the way she's compartmentalizing things from the essay, that she's basically kind of lying to herself. Mm-hmm. That um, she made herself believe that she, she was made still it. Alive. Yeah, she made herself believe that she was still alive, even though she says that she held her, mm-hmm. but. Like, you know, at the same point in time, you know, there was the end of that episode, too. It was kind of shocking where it was like, that didn't happen. So, mm-hmm. like, that's where those two tie together. Like, she's like, held her, and she described holding her, but then she's like, I, th- I thought somehow she was okay. Yeah. And I was I was kind of sitting there scratching my head, too. I'm like, it, that is really hard. I, I get that people deal with that stuff differently, but and especially when you've been through your own essay. Mm-hmm. But that is, it was really hard to try to connect those things. Right. Really tough. She, Casey says she thinks that Kaylee was still alive, that George had made her pass out. Um, and we'll get back to this part. Mm-hmm. But Manx made her to where she passed out. He, something, he dipped her into the pool to make it look like but she had to- drowned. And try to hide evidence, too, I think she implied, yep. maybe. Um, and then kidnapped her. Um, she doesn't know what happens after that. But she said that it could have been he kidnapped her to abuse her, or he kidnapped her to kill her and dispose of her. And which the, Or that she was already dead. But Casey believed she was alive at that point. And that's what, that's what she says, yeah. And, and she also was meeting with the family in the prison. They showed several videos of them talking to each other because mm-hmm. they had recordings of them talking to each other in the prison. And during this time, they were kind of like, well, why weren't you upset and like attacking the dad? And she's like, I felt like if he did, if I did the things that he asked me to, he would bring her back. Because yeah. he was saying things like, well, you'll see her again soon kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I feel like I could do a whole documentary or a whole podcast on on this that she believes this is what happened because this is a lot for him to have dipped her in the pool just to make it look like and to erase evidence all in that two minutes that they're scrambling trying to find her right that's a lot that's a lot to come up with that's a lot to do i mean to have woken her up had her go scramble around the house looking and then what was he just standing outside with her until she decided to go look outside and just letting her run around the house like all of it doesn't it doesn't compute it, it feels weird it it i mean it's, there's not enough to say like it definitely couldn't have happened but there's also not enough to 
say that it definitely, I, I don't think there's any way you could say that definitely did happen. Yeah. And I get the essay. I get the car- compartmentalizing. I mm-hmm. get all of that. I get the maturity level of Casey at this point. But she was not stupid. Yeah. Casey's I, not stupid. That's, that's, the th- that's the thing that annoyed me a lot, too. A lot of people were like, this is a high school educated, like, you know, yeah. just had a high school educate." Listen to Casey talk. She's not stupid. She's not stupid. She this is, is a smart girl. She's intelligent. And she, she was smart at the time. She may not have made intelligent decisions. Right. But she is not stupid. She's intelligent. Yeah. You can tell she's and she's literally working with a defense team right now, helping them do research. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you hear the jailhouse interviews. She's not stupid. You hear then. the way she, she talks. She's very um she talks more clearly than I do. I wish mm-hmm. I could, you know, enunciate as well as she does and like yeah. explain myself as well as she does. Like she she is intelligent. I do really believe she's intelligent. Yeah. So knowing that like she could be a bad person and be intelligent. I, yes. just, I just want right people to understand I'm not praising her. I'm just saying like calling her stupid as a escape to what happened, I think is wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that. But I, I look at her interrogations. I look at the way that she was when this event happened. I don't believe she is. I don't believe that she believed Kaylee was alive. If, if this is all true and your dad handed you your little girl dead, I really, really believe. And she's claiming that she didn't think she was dead. Yeah. She wasn't sure she was dead. Where would she have been for 31 days? Where would she have been during the missing investigation? With him is what she's saying, but I don't... But where? The cops were all over that place. And, and she says, she's like, I called my dad several times during those 31 days. Mm-hmm. And, like, he kept saying things like, you know, I'll get to see her soon. Yeah. She, she says that she didn't believe that Kaylee was dead until the moment they found her body. Which they showed her being told this, uh, I think. Watching it. They, they, I don't know... Something was fishy there to me, too. I was curious if the times matched up because mm-hmm. they, she said that she was, they brought her in to tell her, uh, and she was sitting there watching t- the TV with the news coverage saying that they found a body and that it was Kaylee Anthony's. And they showed her breaking down and crying while she was sitting in prison mm-hmm. in this room waiting to be told. I'm curious if, I'm curious how these match up for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't see a timestamp on the video saying, like, this is the footage at this time. Right. She definitely was upset at this news. Mm-hmm. But they do show that, and I think they were trying to show that she's two things. I think they are trying to show that she did show emotion despite what, the, what other people said. Mm-hmm. But then also that she didn't let herself believe that something happened to Kaylee until she heard it. Yeah. For sure. And I just don't believe that. I believe you have this intelligent yeah. girl. And I know that abuse does weird things to you, but right. I just, I don't believe that she. I could see her not wanting to didn't believe. No. I could see her denying it, like, you know, denial is a stage of grief and, like, not wanting to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to really, really not know, I, I, I'm not saying it can't happen, but that I do agree that is weird. Yeah. Her events of of what she thinks happened is just a lot. And they don't all line up. 
either. Um, And there's not really evidence of it. So the the two things that don't fit in my mind with her theory is, and so I I guess we should finish up the last episode if there's more. Is there is this the last part or is there more? Yeah, and I can finish this up. Right. Yeah. Let's let's finish this up and then we'll kind of get into the things that we feel like overall don't line up or do line up. Yep. So this is when she's sitting down with this man who was her defense attorney, who is now a friend. And Again, feels weird. Feels weird. Because <laughs> they show her, like, living with him, and she's like, you got a new mug. <laughs> it's I, just like, I it was think cool. she has weird relationships with men. Which, Yeah, especially could come with, like, the essay stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have weird, but she was very, very weird at that point. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you got a new mug. And that comes up later, because normally you'd be like, oh, that's, you know, she's just saying you got a new mug. That's fine. Later, when he's talking at a very key point, I don't know if you noticed this, he just puts the mug in front of his mouth, just sitting there like... Really? <laughs> like blocking the camera. Does it say anything or anything? I don't know. I wanted to go back and look at what it Weird. said. But it was kind of... It was like a very key moment, and he like picked up the mouth, my, mug and covered his mouth with it. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, are you <laughs> trying to like... You know, it, it was almost like an emotional thing, like where mm. he was like an emotional time, mm. and he was like trying to hide his emotion or something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna cover up my face with this mug, or so. I, I don't know. I felt weird about it. I'm curious huh. if anybody else felt that too. But yeah, that's interesting. I might have to go back and watch that part. Yeah, I did. I don't know that it really meant anything. <clears throat> Maybe it didn't. To me, it looked like he was trying to be emotional and cover his emotions up using that mug. Mm-hmm. So she's saying. This all ties back because she believes that, I don't know how to say it in the way that the documentary painted it, but. They were kind of making it like she was coming to a realization during this discussion. Yeah. Like she was putting the pieces together mm-hmm. with this guy who had lived with her for the year and however yeah. long we had the kind of a father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Like she was putting the pieces together and this is the the picture that she put together throughout the course of the documentary. Right. And they're talking about this accident <laughs> happening. Right. There was an accident. They believe there was an accident that happened. And then this led to everything. They, they kind of said it like this accident happened, but I'm not sure it was a drowning in the pool accident. Yes. There you go. Um, and they're both sitting there kind of like in silence, processing and like, emotions. And they're kind of like, yeah, me too, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then he asked her, well, was there anything that you could think of that, you know, he did to you or whatever? And this is where she brings up the suffocation. Yes, the suffocation When with she the fought back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they kind of allude that he was S-A-ing Kaylee, or... Possibly doing possibly, something, yeah. and put this, put something over her face, um, such as a pillow, and that she passed out, or that there was an accident and she was killed. Which I mean, that is a thing that happens mm-hmm. in essay cases. Yes, it, it really it, it is a thing. It it's not like a first time this has ever happened. Something like that could have ever happened. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a, if you haven't heard all of this stuff and that was all you heard, it is a very believable. Yes. 
But then you you come back to the fact that so if George did this and there was nothing that Casey did, he essayed this little girl, suffocated her, dipped her in the pool to make it look like she drowned, to make Casey think she drowned. Because that was the only person that was there. And blamed it on Casey. Blamed it on Casey. Um, and then to, to also erase evidence and then took her away. And at that point, if she had just passed out, we don't know what happened. If that point she was killed, then he disposed of her. Right. Because according to Casey, she doesn't know what happened to Kaylee after he walked away with, walked into the house with her. Yep. And that, that is Casey's version of events of what she thinks yes. happened. She now, it does point out a lot <laughs> every episode. Um, <laughs> at the end, it said that George denies ever doing any of this. Any really. of this. And uh, any having anything to do with Kaylee and the essay that her brother. Uh, the essay on either one, on Casey yes. or Kaylee. Yes. Um, her brother denies any wrongdoing. I think they said on Kaylee that he has never believed to have spoken publicly on the essay about Kaylee. Gotcha. So I, I don't think there's, I think they made a point to say that he didn't deny it. He's just never, never spoken came publicly said it. about well, it. Well, I don't think anybody's really asked him. Right. I don't either. Um, they might now. Yeah, um, they I think, probably will now. I think George is still alive. I haven't heard that he passed away. Yeah, I think they're both still. They were as of like 2019 or something like that, at least. I know I saw it. That was the interview with the the head gear. was like 18 or 19. Yep. Um, and then that's kind of where we end. We end with her going back by the house and having some traumatic feelings. Saying that um, Kaylee is... Her ashes are in the house, mm -hmm. uh, that her mom will not give her her ashes. She wants yep. to take Kaylee places that she wanted her to travel mm -hmm. and spread her ashes is what she wants to do, but she's not allowed to have Kaylee's ashes. Yep. And then it ends with the fact that the hardest thing about this case, and this is, I uh, if I agree with anything in this case, it's this statement that we will never have closure. Yeah, and she's like, I know this case is hanging around because everybody wants closure, and she's like, I want it too. Yeah. Which depends on which side of the fence you fall on on this. If you are, this swayed me to where I don't think Casey did it, mm -hmm. then you that statement's probably pretty heavy because you it's a mom wanting closure and she didn't do this. If you fell on the side of the fence where you still believe Casey did it or knows what happened then you're kind of probably hear that and you're just like yeah i i want closure but you're the person who's supposed to be giving me that closure because you know yep so that i think that probably meant two things to two different groups of people right and that is kind of where we end and that ugh, there's a lot there's some that we didn't touch, touch on, but we pretty much we pretty I much mean, ran through. We the whole actually, thing. I think, with the timing we're at, we're almost at the documentary link. <laughs> <laughs> the documentary really is about are. three hours now. I, I think we're at like two and a half. So I don't know if I don't know if our version's any shorter. Right. We, we might have. We had have, more. At least we still have more to discuss. We do. This was this was what happened mm -hmm. in the documentary. Now we're getting to the point where we're probably going to discuss our thoughts mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the uh, the. Um, like I mentioned, uh, the inconsistencies that were found on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And then you also have some user comments, right? Right. So 
hang on with us because this, this ain't done. Hang in there with us, guys, because we are not done yet. We will be back with another episode for Casey Anthony. Hi guys, I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out, help us grow. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187, so we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I think that's it, um, and of course YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.